you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition. Vegas Bad Boys, the podcast of the BJ Impact. We've got the Vegas Bad Boys here since it's D. Simon Street, Matt Michaels. And welcome to Three Count. we got three good topics tonight or during this podcast we um, we have. And looking forward to uh, sharing them with you. If you're watching us live, put them in the comments. We are live every Sunday at this time, which is around 8.50-ish. PM Pacific Standard Time. That's where we do our three count topics. Feel free to join us. YouTube Live, uh, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Uh, feel free to uh, join us. Throw your comments in, and we look forward to seeing you. All right. So with that, let's get right into our three count topics. Let's do it. It's time. <laughs> Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. <laughs> Don't talk, baby. All right, here's our first count. And this one is titled, Tony Khan on if Vince retirement is good for AEW, possibly working with Stephanie and Triple H-led WWE. This is, of course, from CagesideSeats.com. This is how it reads. Tony Khan's first reaction to the news of Vince McMahon retirement uh, which we've since learned was a resignation, apparently due to mounting legal and regulatory pressure caused by his hush money payments to whom he had affairs with and are allegedly abused, was somewhat lighthearted. Like many tweets from AEW and ROH owner, it also received a very polarizing reaction. Because of the future of WWE and the pro wrestling business in general is a matter of great interest now that the figure that's loomed over it for the last 40 years has left the public eye. Everyone is going to to be asked about in every interview for the foreseeable future. It came up for TK again while promoting this week's AEW shows in the Boston area. Now, Steve Fall of NBC Sports Boston and, uh, and then the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast asked Khan if Vince not being at the helm of WWE was good for AEW. So this was TK's diplomatic non-answer. Quote, I believe there are a lot of great wrestling fans all over the world who are following pro wrestling closely, and there's obviously been some shakeups. I've definitely followed that promotion, WWE, since I was a small kid, and it'll be interesting to see how things turn out in the world of pro wrestling. I'm a big fan of pro wrestling all over the place, not just AEW, and now, now not just Ring of Honor either. We work with New Japan Wrestling and a lot of our great companies all over the world. So we'll see what's to be held for the future for pro wrestling business. But I'm glad AEW and Ring of Honor are both a huge part of it, end quote. Now, give it another shot. Fall theorizes that the new C the co-CEO, Stephanie McMahon, and the head of talent relation creative Triple H would be a more open to a forbidden door like crossover event 
between AEW and WWE. Tony's not necessarily buying that premise, but he says he's open to the possibility. Quote, he says, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I will certainly be open to talk to pretty much any wrestling promotion in the world about how to work together and the circumstances are right. We've worked with, I would say, in terms in either securing footage or providing talent with probably a dozen companies around the world, including Ring of Honor, before I was the owner. End quote. So what after the ellipses in each of these quotes is Khan plugging his shows, by the way. That's what promoters do, after all. But beyond being professional and public relations savvy, there's not too much to these answers. If you really read between the lines, it can be interesting that TK is keeping the focus on his own companies. But in the past and even last Friday, he's taken almost any opportunity to poke the WWE bear. All right. Zen City, Steve, this was your um, article. What's your take on it, man? So I think that this this really kind of you know puts a lot of that uh, a lot of that stuff right on out there. Um, as soon as Vince um, resigned or retired, whatever you know, whatever kind of nomenclature that you want to use, a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, this is." This is good. They might actually open the doors to working together again. Mm-hmm. Not so fast. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's in WWE's best interest. And quite frankly, I don't think that there's enough goodwill from a lot of the people within AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's kind of putting the cart before the horse to steal an old school saying. But uh, we're getting we're getting carried away with this. Um, and just because, you know, AEW has working relationships with obviously new Japan pro wrestling, they've had a working relationship in the past with impact. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it really, it's more than anything. One needs to temper their expectations. And I, I think that the fact that Tony Khan, rather than attempting to, you know, kind of, um, kind of. I, 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 I don't know. Ultimately, yeah. I think I think that it, what it comes down to is Tony Khan chose to keep the spotlight on his own promotions rather than you know attempt to lure in or gain the affection of WWE, uh, Triple H, or Stephanie. Um, and I think that I think that Tony realizes that yeah, there's a lot of disgruntled people in his company um, that left the the you know the, the the wwe yeah and it's it's one of those things that i don't necessarily know if the goodwill would be there from the people in his company to just turn tail and you know go right back into a working relationship with wwe yeah let me ask you uh simon street now can one say that if tony come and i know the article spoke of he of course was poking the bear he pokes it quite a bit but maybe if, you know, all of those type of things would have never happened, maybe there could have been a possibility of maybe a working relationship. But why would now Stephanie and Triple H even consider that? The fact, of, Despite the fact that even while, um, you know, her dad and his father-in-law is leaving the company, he's sh- shitting on them there. I mean, uh, I mean, the chances of something like this happening, it probably was slim, but it was probably a bigger chance of it happening before all of that. What's your take when you read this particular article and, and how we discuss this? 
I think it's just interesting, and, and, and I'm of the same sentiment of uh, Sin City Steve. A little bit is just ridiculous with everything that once the dust is settled, that's the first thing that everybody comes to mind. Oh, okay, so now they're going to work. I even saw like a meme. I'm sure it's floating around social media where it shows Forbidden Door 2, and it showed Stephanie and, and, and Triple H, and it showed Tony Khan. They, they already had all of the, the people on there. It's ridiculous. But I get it, though. You know, it, you know, that kind of controversy or wish list, hopes and dreams, I get it. It's going to still go on. But the more important thing that I that, that I did really take from this article that was really awesome is, as we stated it, Tony Khan took the opportunity to still showcase his own show, and that's what you should do. For me, I can't speak for what Tony Khan could do, but I can be honest with you, it's better that you have them chase you and then tell them hell no. Because at the end of the day, let's be real. If WWE did get involved and do a forbidden door, you know damn well it wouldn't be the type of deal you'd want to do. Right now, what you've done with New Japan, Forbidden Door, has piqued the interest of a lot of people in wrestling. And some of those same people whose interests were piqued were people who normally watch WWE. But, you know, it's, it's just interesting because I think about it, it's like, I would not want to do anything with WWE because I, I think that that the AW is doing just fine. And I know I say that with a grain of salt compared to what people look at, what their showings are, what their taping numbers are, get all that. But I'm saying they're able to stay afloat with WWE in the same pool, which is not a half bad thing. Now, whether they grow from that or not, fine. They've also been able to help out other companies that would have been gone, ROH. I get it, too many damn titles. I'm with y'all on that one, okay? I'm with you. Impact Wrestling. They've helped Impact Wrestling. I can't honestly sit there and say that Impact is what, what would have been as much of, of of a watched other than the niche of people who have access. And that's just my opinion. I know Michaels is up there with a thumb up his ass, pissed off at what I'm saying. But again, it's just my opinion. I'm not the only person that has that opinion. You know, WWE is one of those people, man. It's like, okay, you're going to get involved with WWE and they're going to be the ones making all of what we want. This is what we want to do. This is what we want to do that. I wouldn't want to see that. I honestly would not want to see a Forbidden Door 2 with WWE. It would water down what the experience was for me watching Forbidden Door 1. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, ask you, um, Matt Michaels, We, uh, I think all of us are a part of uh, wrestling chats here and there. We got 10 wrestling chats uh, you know, we're part of. and But I remember in, in, in one of the ones that we happened to be in one, and one of the comments a, a guy made was, um, you know, this big man was just kind of kept quiet about AW. He really didn't say anything. He just let him say, tell Tony Khan, say whatever you want to say and, and whatever. Um, I'm not, he said, I'm not sure if Stephanie and Vince McMahon, um, Stephanie and Triple H are going to stay that quiet. They may actually be total different. They may go after uh, them. Should that be something more of while we're talking about this so-called maybe collaboration that people would want? Maybe there's a possibility that um, Steph and Triple H might just go and try to best bury him. I'm not saying it is, but what's your thoughts on this whole article in, in that question? Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, why? Why? Why even consider them? They're not competition at this point. You know, I mean, they're not directly on against them, so there is no reason for them to go after them. Um, also, I think it's hysterical, this idea of, boy, would Tony Khan want to work with them? No, they wouldn't want to work with him. 
Because why fucking expose his product to millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of more people <laughs> than actually fucking see the product as it is? So, no. Also, the other thing that complicates this shit that this idiot and other fucking morons on the fucking internet don't take into consideration is i'm sure warner brothers would be head over heels getting in bed with fucking comcast that would probably be great for them so yeah i think that's all bullshit but one of the funniest things about this whole thing is you know tony khan when vince said uh that he was retiring made the stupid ass comment about him being the longest tenured CEO, blah, fucking blah, blah, blah. And then Triple H got announced as head of creative, and Tony shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's coming from the inside. The people know all too well that Tony, now he could have said anything about McMahon because of the fact that McMahon had a bad reputation with the guys. Right, people didn't want to be there because they didn't get a push, blah blah blah. And Triple H doesn't. And now, if Tony goes and makes it seem like he's going after Triple H, um, you might have some of the guys who are working for him go, Man, fuck that, I'm going back to, to the other guy because I like him, you know, and I don't yeah. like what you're doing with that. So, I think that's it. Pretty simple. Um, Forbidden Door is such a fucking stupid thing. Um, and you know, honestly, don't be surprised if, you know, you're talking to AEW and WWE, who fucking cares about that? What happens if WWE starts working with, I don't know, some of the companies that AEW was working with and draws them away from AEW? It's always That'd be a smart a move. move. That, that, that would be a smart move. And that's the whole thing without Vince being on creative. And being, you know, the CEO, there's there's more opportunities along those lines because those products, for instance, Impact Wrestling, Impact yep. Wrestling did not benefit from their fucking Kenny Omega fucking jizz fest. You know, <laughs> hey, we're just going to fucking crap all over your product. And Herogasm. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking stupid what they did with that. But if the uh, WWE was to profile Impact Wrestling in some sense, like they did with ECW back thirty some almost thirty years ago. Um, you know, it's it's a, a higher profile by all means because you're reaching way more people. And Japan becomes it might not be New Japan. Also, remember, you know, they might go a different route with Japanese. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. You know, got the money for it. Well, and there's another war right there, right? You you want to talk about wars? Well, if AEW has New Japan, why don't they have All Japan? So yeah, um, yeah, it's just a fucking sports reporter uh, trying to grill Tony Khan. And what does Tony Khan do? He just talks about himself. So good for him. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll go right there into count number two, and that one: uh, ten wrestlers who will be pushed more. Now that Vince is gone, this is from the sportster.com. And this is uh, this kind of how this reads a little bit. It just says that uh, the world of professional wrestling is still 
in absolute shock after Vince McMahon announced his retirement for WWE and him permanently stepping down for the position of CEO chairman and head of creative with Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan now in the positions of co-CEOs while the former is also the new chairwoman of the board. Now, a few days later, this was followed by even bigger news that Triple H will be assuming the role of head of talent relations in the company and also becoming the head of creative. And this has been extremely welcome news for fans as the former world champion and has proven to be the perfect booker from his tenure in NXT. Now, while there's obvious happiness among fans online, there surely will be plenty of talent smiling backstage, too, with the hopes of getting pushed now that Vince McMahon and his dated standards are gone. With that, let's take a look at WWE wrestlers who we might see a change in their position on the card now. And, and there has been a regime change in Stanford. So I'm going to go through these names that that is list. But what we want to look is, do we see anybody being uh, pushed? Uh, do we see anybody being re-signed? And even do we see maybe someone that's not on this list, that should be on this list, that may be on there and, and, and getting pushed? So... Let's go with some of the names at the article. Uh, they named number 10, Ricochet. Number nine, Shinsuke. Uh, number eight, Mustafa Ali. Number seven, Butch. Number six, The Judgment Day. Number five, Shayna Baszler. Number four, Roderick Strong. Number three, Seth Rollins. Number two, Champa. And number one, Kevin Owens. So people we see now being pushed uh, anyone we see maybe being re-signed or, you know, maybe not on this list and, and getting a push. Uh, Matt Michaels, I know that this is your article, so I'm going to throw this to you. But just quickly, I'm just going to say for me, uh, definitely number five, Shayna Baszler. Boy, can we let her loose? I want I I want her. She should have been she, up she's there. Been losing. She's been losing. Oh, not lose, loose. I'm sorry. Jesus. Wow. Okay, uh, Matt Michaels. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your take, man? When you uh, with your article here? Um, you know, it's it's funny that Shayna, uh, I believe, uh, is essentially um, Judgment Day has Rhea in it, but. Uh, outside, so Shayna and Mustafa Ali are the only two women on the list. So <laughs> that's kind of uh, interesting that they only went with two women. Um, uh, Shayna, yeah, I could see you're getting a little bit of a better, uh, better creative uh, aspect um, because of the fact that Vince wasn't too into uh, Shayna. Um, Ricochet and... and did, the problem with Ricochet is very simple. Same with uh, Mustafa, uh, even Pete Dunn, to be honest. Um, these are all people who, uh, Roderick Strong, same thing. It's all people who are 205 Live people. And 205 Live just didn't do anything, right? It didn't drop. No one would fucking watch that show. So if you try pushing them against top people, yeah, you're going to lose in 13 seconds to Brock Lesnar because you're not, you know, you're not a WWE type of high profile talent, a top level person. I find it hysterical that they think that Rollins is uh, right. <laughs> Rollins, like, 
Also has the worst six months win loss record in WWE as of June 2022. Who fucking cares? Like, does anyone sit here and go, God, you know who cares? This motherfucker who wrote the article and is betting on wrestling. So DraftKings uh, has definitely had some influence on their shit. Champa, Champa, Champa was great in NXT. It, it was, it was a good setting for him. He'll be wonderful in the role kind of that he's in right now. You know, he's taking the opportunity that he's getting with Miss Kevin Owens is already on the fucking top. What do you want? You want Kevin Owens to be a fucking, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar or fucking Roman Reigns or one of those guys. He's he's not going to be that level. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, fucking the Miz, all those guys have that role that is right just below those top people. Um, I think it's more interesting to look at uh, guys like um, Cross, Cross and Scarlet. There's possibility they can come back uh, because Triple H really got along with uh, Cross. Uh, someone that is not being mentioned is Timothy Thatcher. I can definitely mm-hmm. see Thatcher now being signed because he's a big dude and he would fit that role. Um, uh, uh, T-Bar, T-Bar, maybe just get rid of the whole T-Bar thing and now, you know, have him in a in a different type of, you know, more of, of what he was before. Um, so there could be those kind of re-signings. There could be some of the, the changes of some of those characters. As we saw, uh, Max Dupree is back within a week of, of Hunter on Creative. And that's because Sean Riker is a smart motherfucker and Hunter knows it. And the guy can talk. And if they need to, the guy can wrestle. But they also kind of hit the double jackpot because you brought up one of the hottest women who can talk and probably can't wrestle worth shit and just put her with male models. Who, by the way, we totally on Wrestling Talk ignored the fact that probably the greatest moment in the history of wrestling happened on SummerSlam with the male models commercial for pure water. That was some of the most brilliant stuff ever done in wrestling. And um, personally, that's what they need to do more of. Just do tie-ins to marketing and uh, make good characters they can have sell that shit. Uh, Cause I don't see enough WWE commercials in marketing nowadays. Simon street. Let me go over. I'm sorry. We go to you. You're on mute by the way, but let me go over to you. What is your, uh, your take on uh, these names that was mentioned and far of being pushed, maybe anyone you see being resigned. Uh, what's your take? Well, when I see a lot of these names, the first thing that comes to mind is people that are a little bit more versatile than a one trick pony. Uh, a lot of these people, you can, you know, if they needed to be in the worker role, you know, take a couple of pins, they have the, the capacity for the most part to be able to make matches look good. Let's just say if they bring up some people from NXT or just people in general, they want them to look good. Um, I see that. Um, it's interesting though, because you know, some of these, like, like you had mentioned impact Shayna Baszler. I think uh, Shayna Baszler is somebody that they want to let her loose, but I think it's a lot more complicated than just that. I think that the pool system does not benefit her letting loose. Um, I think there's only maybe two or three, maybe four people that she could, you know, probably maybe get into it um, and it looked good. Some of the other ones, it just looks discombobulated. There's nothing towards her, I don't think. I just think that's the way that the match is. I don't know. Um, 
definitely Kevin Owens on the top one. Like for me, uh, I've been waiting for Kevin Owens to really just be that outstanding guy. I mean, there's not much you want from him. I mean, he's freaking amazing. Uh, you know, we talk about Sami Zayn a lot on the show. We talk about, you know, people people with the capacity to have have a really good match and to be able to talk great on the mic. I mean, Kevin Owens is up there. Um, definitely Shinsuke Nakamura is somebody I think they already have been putting work into. But I think that, and again, I'm not trying to be too bold to saying this, but I do think with, with the changes that have happened, I think you can see more of a commitment towards pushing him forward. I, I think that's the safe thing for me to say because I, I don't work there, so I don't know. But what, see does, him. what does that mean? I see that's what does that problem. mean? I yeah. can tell you what that means. Yeah, yeah mean? I, I, I can be the difference than what other people may say. I think that with Shinsei Nakamura, again, it's almost kind of like Shane and Baszler. They have some of their best matches when you have the perfect opponent for them. And I think that sometimes that has happened with Shinsuke Nakamura. Sometimes he's gotten into matches with, with people and it, it didn't really look as good as it could to where it, it showcased what kind of match he should be in. And the only reason I preface that is because last week we were talking about something where, um, with regards to Moxley and AEW, how if he's in certain types of match, you really acclimate, acclimates to him his style. You wouldn't typically, and it might have been two shows ago, you wouldn't typically see him in a technical wrestling match. It doesn't showcase his style. And that's no different from sometimes with the strong style competitors. You got to find somebody that's going to showcase some of that because that's but, what this but, but what, I, what I mean by that is you already know what the top of your company is, right? And mm -hmm. Shinsuke has already held, you know, the Intercontinental belt. He's he's probably held the U.S. belt. I think he held probably the Universal belt or whatever the fuck it was. Um, so the what I'm saying is, and and what. This is getting out. The same with Kevin Owens. So how can those guys be elevated more? How do you oh. have – you don't have Shinsuke – you know, if he goes in a feud with Brock Lesnar, Shinsuke goes back down in the card. It's as simple as can, that. Can I be honest with you on this one? This is something that's just really my strong opinion. I think that the way we view wrestling in a lot of these titles is starting to change. And it's not saying that the titles are inconsequential because we know at the end of the day they're just props, right? But I am saying at the end of the day, we're starting to see some people, particularly some of these on this list, they don't fucking need a title. And maybe it's just me and the way that I view wrestling product that they, I don't see some people that technically need to be um, holding a title. Yes, I get for the most part, if you're holding a title, you'll get more TV time. I get it. But sometimes, like a Kevin Owens, he cannot have the damn title for a whole year, and I'm good. Same thing with Seth Rollins. Same thing with a lot of these other guys. You said Timothy Thatcher. If he came up to the main roster and they booked him just right, I'd be cool with him not really trying to chase the title. But, again, that's just me. But I'm starting to see other people kind of do the same thing. I mean, we talk about Dolph Ziggler, right? Very decorated, right? But even in the last couple of months, I'm interested in seeing what the fuck's going on with him right now. And it's, it's, it's interesting. It makes me want to watch. More so, I don't. That's just my take on it. I got you. Let's go over to uh, Cincy, Steve. Man, what's your uh, what's your take on this list? Any ones you would want to uh, see added to it, or anything like that? Without a doubt. So, I think that a common thread with a lot of these names on this list uh, are people that have been uh, recipients of great pushes during time in NXT. Uh, you got to look. You, you got Ricochet, Nakamura. Uh, you, Pete Dunne, um, individually, uh, the people in Judgment Day, um, Damian Priest, Balor. Um, yeah, I mean, this this list is a no shit 
uh, these people were fe were featured very prominently previously. Um, I could see most of these people um, have an increase uh, to their exposure or to their placement on the card. Um, but I really do want to hone in on the Judgment Day. Um, this was a group that when it was first formed, I was pretty stoked. I was pretty, uh, you know, pretty eager to see what they would do with them. And then obviously things came out about the disagreements and creative with Edge not wanting it to be supernatural. And then he has supernatural vignettes upon his return after he was booted from the stable. Anyway, um, I think that, you know, Rhea Ripley needs to be booked as an absolute killer in the women's division. And I think that she will be. Uh, Balor, let's call it what it is. He, he was a multi-time NXT champion. Um, and the first ever universal champion. A lot of people seem to forget that because the second that, you know, he, uh, he had to forfeit the title because of injury. Eh, there you go. Back to the end of the line with you. And then Damian Priest, uh, a great, great talent um, mm -hmm. that is quite honestly on the wrong side of 35. So that's why he hasn't really been pushed extremely, extremely well. He was a United States champion. Um, but again, I'm sure that that, you know, his age didn't work in his benefit. Um, but I could honestly, I could see Ripley holding a women's championship. I could see Balor holding one of the big titles and I could see Damian Priest being uh, elevating one of those intercontinental or U.S. championships. Um, and I think that this will be a very, very good move. Um, and if we want to look back at this, from, you know, let's say uh, end of July 2023 um, when we're doing the show and we're on show number 1000 or whatever the hell it is that we're going to be at by then. Right. Um, we'll be able to, to actually go back and take a look and see where all these people are uh, at that time as opposed to where they were when this article and, you know, others were created right around the time that Vince resigned. It's going to be interesting. It is. Amen to that. All right, let's go right into our count three. three. And this one is uh, titled WWE reportedly keen on bringing back huge released superstars with Vince McMahon out of the picture. This is from Sports Gita. And this one is um, uh, uh, taking more of a look at Sasha and Naomi. All right, so it reads like this. Uh, that since Vince McMahon stepped down as CEO and creative of WWE, um, his exit has led to some major changes in the company. Now, WWE is now reportedly interested in bringing back Sasha Banks, who was seemingly on the outs uh, with the company under Vince McMahon regime. Stephen McMahon and Nick Khan have become the company's uh, co-CEOs, while Triple H has taken over the creative department. And Sasha Banks is allegedly released uh, by the company after she was suspended without pay due to her and Naomi's walkout on an episode of Raw, now Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer News Letter stated that WWE is interested in bringing back the former SmackDown Women's Champion now that McMahon is no longer in charge. Banks and Naomi allegedly left due to creative differences. Quote, the former Sasha Banks Mercedes Vernado is charging $30,000 per appearance on the outside market. There is interest in getting her back with Vince out of the picture, wrote Meltzer. Now, Banks was one of the WWE's biggest female superstars. She's a former Raw and SmackDown Women Champion, and I was also held the Women's Tag Team Champion more than once, and it was reported that she wasn't happy when Vince McMahon planned direction for her. The May 16th incident wasn't the first time 
She had walked out of the company due to a disagreement. And many at the time felt that she had overreacted, while others felt she and Naomi were justified in taking a stand for themselves. WWE legend Booker T had said he didn't think their exit had much to do with McMahon specifically. Quote, it's, is it going to change the equation as far as them getting back? I don't know because they're, again, both talented, but then, but the, but one thing about the business, since they left, the show still comes on every week, and I don't think that was just Vince. I think they were hot at a situation, end quote. Now, the report stated that there is interest in bringing Sasha Banks back. It is unclear whether the mindset applies to Naomi. All right. Simon Street, this is your article. What is your take on this? I think it was interesting because I knew it, it was going to happen eventually. I mean, even a couple of weeks back, you know, I was very, very for, you know, knowing that Vince McMahon was going to be gone. I've been very, very, very straightforward with that. And I knew that if, for sure if that went down and he was gone, I know that it was going to come down the pipeline for a whole bunch of people to watch. Thanks, Josh is going to be back. Now, I'm a Sasha fan. But I'm realistic. I think there's a lot of enough moving pieces right now to where I think that they want to have Shasha come back. They want to have Naomi come back. I think that they are pursuing that. But I'm not I don't think it's a situation where they're going to bend over, uh, you know, uh, Circus Soleil pretzel style to, to, to make it happen. They're going to put something an offer on the table or something like that. Maybe hear them out. Maybe discuss some things. And if they get it back, great. If they're not, as what was stated by this person. Uh, is that, you know, the show still goes on. So I'm, I'm going to preface that now because a lot of people might think I might think opposite of that. Other things in here, too, are just different people that, and I read this not just for the Shasha Banks, but other people just premising. We kind of talked about it in the last uh, account is is people who were released that could come back to be good for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know one name that floats around all the time that we're probably going to start seeing more articles is Bray Wyatt. You know, um, you know does he want to come back? Is that something that's been entertained? Is that something that's been offered? Is even not even a conversation? And into what capacity would he come back? I'm sure he would come back as the fiend. I'm sure they even talked about this uh, well before the scandal and other stuff went down and changes in the guard recently. They talked about Bray, so that's interesting. Um, it's I picked this article because I did want to make sure that Sasha Banks is, for the most part, somebody that is brings eyes to the product. Is she the only one that brings eyes to the product? Is she the queen that sits above the throne? No. But is she definitely somebody you could bring in and you definitely bring eyes to the product? Do I think that, uh, you know, for whatever she's going to do in her personal history, uh, she ain't really hurting for the money. Yeah, she put 30000 for, I think it was what, CI, what was that event she was doing? C1, somewhere, something like that. It was something with a couple C's in it. But I think that she was just doing that just to do it. I mean, she's somebody you're going to see whether she's with WWE or not is going to be doing a lot more. And for anybody, WWE has always been smart. Okay, let's make sure we put our hand on the pulse of anybody that's doing something outside the ring. One of the big reasons why Liv Morgan is a is SmackDown Women's Champion, because she is going to be part of the cast of Killer Four, which is going to be an upcoming pretty decent movie. So, uh, you know, again, it, it's nothing new for mm-hmm. us, guys. We've been watching yeah. the product for years, and they do that all the time. So, again, to uh, Michael's. The boss will eventually probably come back, and I think it is somebody that they may want to. I would like to see Naomi as well because when we talked about that list in the last article, she's one of those ones that would be good. She's somebody you can't put in a match, and things look better, you know what I mean, for the most part. So why not? 
Hey, let me ask you, um, Sin City Steve. Uh, I mean, we definitely was concentrating on Sasha here, uh, but the article ended by saying, well, there's not really a lot of talk about uh, Naomi. Do you think that if they are in talks or are in talks with bringing back uh, Sasha that they would have to talk to, to bring back Naomi or, or not really? You think maybe there's just no chance for her? Which, which so here's the thing is I don't know if the two are a package deal. Like, you know, you won't get one without the other or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, but the fact is if they, if they are smart and, you know, if, if they have enough business acumen, um, if they, uh, if they, if they have the, the proper level of perspicacity, if you will, then, uh, they will know what's best for business and just look at the online fervor since both of those ladies mm -hmm. walked out. You know, you've got a definite corner of the WWE universe that has sprung up and taken to arms and they're willing to die on that shield. You know what I mean? They're they're willing to, you know, to stand Sasha and Naomi until the end, no matter what. So, yeah, I think that those calls are being made. Um, now, realistically speaking, is uh, is Sasha coming back? Well, I don't know if she has to. Um, quite frankly, I think that her next stop is Hollywood. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that she has to take bumps for a living anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that she'll be just fine, um, you know, acting and, uh, and doing other things, if you will. Um, I think that, I think Naomi, um, she has, she is definitely an asset to any women's division, whether it's raw SmackDown, hell, AEW. Um, wherever it is, she needs to be on a roster bottom mm -hmm. line. Uh, she, she's, she's great in ring and she has been for quite some time, um, to, to say otherwise is just foolish. Yeah. Uh, Matt Michaels, what is your take, man? I, I know when, when they went in there and was released, you was like, you know, fuck them. I mean, they're done, you know, move on. Uh, is that still your chance, uh, your take now, or do you look at the article and say, "Hey, they look like maybe two of the co-CEOs are interested in bringing at least one of them back"? What's your take? Okay, first of all, this article has no information at all that that's a thing at all. Right. This this person's just speculating. So, well, I think they were going off of what they said. Dave Meltzer alluded to. <laughs> you know how that is. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Santa Claus and his naughty and nice list. Uh, you know, Mr. I'm not a real fucking journalist anyway, so whatever. Um, no, they walked out. Why the fuck? Did... Listen, they have more than enough talent on that roster. So Naomi comes back and what? Continues to lose? You know? Oh, great. She's She's essentially, she comes back. She's a younger version of Natty. That's it. Hey, she'll get the, occasionally the higher profile match where she'll lose than the championship match. There you go. Big deal. Sasha, Sasha buried her fucking self. Let her fucking go away. You know, that was, they, they, they're big girls. They made big girl decisions. They walked out on the company. So fuck them. They're, they're done. 
You know, you don't need Sasha because you've got a fucking jam load on top. And you, you can just start with going, hey, Bianca is a better version of Sasha than Sasha ever was. Bianca is the boss. I wouldn't say a version. I would say she's different in all, all the world, different from Sasha. I wouldn't compare the two, not even close. What is she? Uh, I would say this. No, no, no. Not in a negative way. I'm saying, like, I could not compare the two. For me, like, Bianca is is that much bigger. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, She's yeah, in I, a I league see. of her own. Yeah. She she doesn't have to be tied to anybody. No, what I'm well, saying, maybe, maybe in terms of WWE, if they're looking at, if uh, well, apparently, if they're looking at, if they were looking at Sasha, apparently they know how they could make extra money with her. And, and, and that's do, what it, go, that's what it boils down about, to. Naomi, unfortunately. So I guess when it comes down to it's all about the <laughs> all about the money is what it comes down to. But well, um, let me answer this this question really quick. Does it not bother y'all a little bit that Carmelo's been uh Carmella has been SmackDown champion how many times? How many times has Naomi been champion? Isn't it like the same, like two apiece? That's kind of uh, sad. I would say Naomi's. Uh, I, I would call her a little right? more talented over the. Uh, I think yeah. No, I think Naomi's been champion once, right? And then Carmella's been champion once. That that kind of bothers me a little bit. Does it bother y'all at all? Like when you compare what they can do in the ring. Well, but see, that's it. It's not- why is a why is Aaliyah on SmackDown and Dakota Kai was. Well, I was only the- talking about champions. I was only talking about champions. I wasn't talking about places. Not in the business. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I mean, I got I'm just, you. I'm, I'm with you. Mind. Keep in mind, I think that realistically, we can take this, you know, a lot of the the past transgressions of previous eras, and we can throw a lot of that stuff away. Um, So I think that I I genuinely think that we are going to be seeing more of a business sense being used um, by those people in power within WWE. And I, you hit the nail right on the head. How are they going to make additional money with Naomi versus Sasha? Um, out of the two of them, I certainly think that they're going to be more willing to get to get Sasha on whatever, whatever brand that they want to put her on. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know Naomi, they're the draw for the mainstream, um, you know mainstream acting and things of that nature. It's not there. Um, but keep in mind, as I mentioned, she is extremely talented, and the new regime that's coming in is putting more of an emphasis on in-ring work. Which is yeah, very, very yeah, married to an oof. overall, overall. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring that up, Impact, but <laughs> you're spot on with that too. But you know what? Uh, the, the the one that I thought about too, and it was brought up when I was kind of skimming through research or some of this. A lot of people are getting pretty upset, and whether they have merit or a leg to stand on, is like everybody got upset, and it particularly with CM Punk, who called people bootlickers of all things, because you know for what those two women did compared to. You know, Stone Cold walking out, literally on a match. Brock Lesnar, possibly if he did do that, I, no one knows for sure. Like, the reaction is a little bit differently, and that seems to be catching a little bit of fire. So it's interesting. Um, could that also be a power move to, with WWE to a certain extent to kind of give at least, hey, we tried to get Sasha back. She don't want to do it. You get what I'm saying? To kind of Not that they have to smooth that shit over, but again, you're talking about a new regime. So why not maybe iron out a couple of wrinkles, even if it's something that people may or may not notice? I'm telling you right now, Fox is not going, oh, my God, we need Sasha Banks. Well, of course, and that's what I stated earlier. Then they're not going to, you know, 
why? Why bring her back? And the reason being is because unlike Naomi, and Naomi just made a shit decision, you know? So if she gets another chance, you know, fine. Um, if, if you bring back Sasha Banks, put her on NXT and just have her fucking lose to everyone. Barrier. But I, bet, I don't think we're going to have that kind of shit no more. Cause, 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 let's be honest. Most of us, whether whether we can prove it or not, that was kind of like event shit. It doesn't matter. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. What do you think, guys? Like, honestly. the chick has a history of going and fucking laying down in hallways and throwing a literal fucking tantrum. So fuck her. Yeah, but but other male wrestlers have done this. the same. If other male wrestlers have done the same. I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you that, that firestorm's yeah, coming, Michael. I remember, that the, time, I remember coming. the time Steve Austin laid down in a hall at WrestleMania and fucking <laughs> on his back. I'm not talking like about the tape Fucking threw it how you premise that because you're going to have to fight a lot of women that are starting to see some equality decisions, whether or not you know, these she males are having a choice. I, oh, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm trying to warn you because I care about. I would you. say this: if they if they were to bring if they were to bring her back, I think it would probably be clear that if this, for whatever reason, happens again, it's a wrap. There's no bringing well, you back. You shouldn't There's even no have to break it down. Yeah, you shouldn't you even know, have to break it down. I'm just saying, if they were, if they're going after her and they have this conversation, and Sasha goes, "Yes, I'll come back," they're gonna be like, "Look, Sasha." This is it. <laughs> you it happens again. There is no coming back. I mean, you it's just that's it. I feel that conversation will be had if all of this conversation is going you forward. Because she's a draw, but she ain't the draw. But your one difference too in these comparisons to the males is that I don't remember Stone Cold Steve Austin or Brock Lesnar saying, release me from my contract. Yeah, but we have heard that from other wrestlers who are males, such as uh, Mustafa Ali. And now he may not be a big draw if you want to compare him and Sasha Banks. But I'm saying, in the sense, that's something that's being talked about. I'm not... Who cares? Mustafa okay. fucking All right. Ali. That's All right. I'm going to leave it alone, Michaels. You do you, boo-boo. You go ahead and do that. I'll get the Band-Aids. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Because of all the sources you have. <laughs> no, because you're going to have a sore ass <laughs> when, when, if you keep talking that way, I'm telling you. We're going to have to ring the bell again. Uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Ooh, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> ring it again. Ring it in, Impact. All right, Tom. Uh, that's our three count. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Um, man, this is um, some, it's been very in, enlightening. And you can join the conversation every week, all right? Sundays, Please. three count starts about 8.50-ish p.m., um, join us and uh, we would love to hear your comments. And if you're downloading the podcast, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And that's it. We're going to have our final thoughts for the week and we're going to kick it off with Simon Street, where you want to tell the good folks out there. Well, I just want to let everybody know today is Sunday going into the new week. I think all of us are wrestling fans. We're very happy with what we got to see throughout the week. If you live in Vegas, remember, monsoon weather is a bitch, and it's better to drive on dry pavement than float on the top of your car. So if it starts raining really crazy, be smart and wait for it to kind of roll away. Don't be an idiot and drive into water. It's deadly out there. Well, you know, maybe the cars are turning into boats. I don't know. I haven't. But uh, if you got I the money for that, <laughs> Tesla might do that. <laughs> Sin City, what do you want to tell the folks? Yes, always remember that... Uh... 
you know, remember the rain will just roll away. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do every week. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this great country, whether you're on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. Mr. Matt Michaels. It's too long. Fucking cut, cut it. End it. Jesus Christ, we've been at this for 15 minutes. Cut it. Cut it. Jesus. All right. All right, John. Until then, we'll see you next week. Happy wrestling to you all. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.